0: Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? E uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ugh, you know. Ugh. Send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up everybody and welcome to the back of the field as well as the bottom of the playlist. This is Vanilla Wafers and welcome to the Field Filler Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and let me just say the biggest race in NASCAR history is in the books and I can also say it. Felt like the longest race in history because it started at 3 o'clock and didn't end till 930 where I'm at. I feel worse for everyone on the East Coast who were staying up to watch the race till about 1230. But what a crazy way to end the race. I'm really bummed out on for Chase Elliott. I thought Chase Elliott was actually going to collect his first ever Coca-Cola 600 after a heartbreaking race on Wednesday. And turns out he gets another heartbreaker. I'll I tell you what. Chase Elliott has some of the worst luck when it comes to races but before I get into that let's go through the final results and then we'll talk about the race and also my predictions and who were some of the worst drivers and most disappointing ones in this race. Alrighty, 405 laps were completed. There was 20 different lead changes amongst 11 drivers, 8 cautions, and the race lasted for about 6 hours and 30 minutes. Momo, kind of give me a sound effect on what you think about that time. Oh, yeah, God! Thanks, Momo. You kind of sound like me. You don't sound like... I didn't even try with that, but let's get into it. So, Brad Keselowski records his first ever Coca-Cola 600 win, also his first win of the season. He led 21 laps. He is tonight's winner. Finishing second, seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson, a great run for him. He finishes second in the number 48 machine, Chase Elliott, a heartbreaking third place. Led 38 laps, leading with just two to go. He will just have to settle for third. Finishing fourth with the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing 5th, we got the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing 6th was Kevin Harvick, able to pull a top 10 after a struggling race for him. Finishing 7th is the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Had a pretty good run throughout the entire race. This was not there at the end. Finishing 8th, we had the pole sitter, number 1 of Kurt Busch. The top finishing rookie, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. And rounding up the top 10, another rookie, the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Finishing 11th, we got the number 17 of Chris Busher. Finishing 12th is the number 20 of Eric Jones. Finishing 13th, another rookie, the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 14th, State's 3 winner, number 22 of Joey Logano. Finishing 15th, we have the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Another good run for him, just a bad finish near the end. Finishing 16th, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. 17th is the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. 18th is number 21 of Michael, or excuse me, Matt De Benedetto, and 19th was Michael McDowell in the number 34 machine. And round out right the top 20, the number 88 of Alex Bowman, winning both stage 1 and stage 2, had a rough restart, leading 164 laps. He finishes in the 20th position. Another heartbreak of the number 24 car of William Byron. He finishes 21st. Finishing 22nd, we have the number 77 of Ross Chastain. 23rd is the number 37 of Ryan Priest. In the 24th spot, we got the number 32 of Corey Majoy. Finishing 25th is the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 26th, we got the number 13 of Ty Dillon. Finishing 27th is the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. He struggled quite a bit in this race. Finishing 28th with battery problems was the number 6 of Ryan Newman. And finishing 29th, we have the highest finishing open car, the number 96 of Danny. Daniel Suarez. Finishing 30 is with last race winner, number 11 of Denny Hamlin. He actually had a horrible start to the race. 31st is number 15 of Brandon Poole. 32nd, we got the number 27 of Gray Galding. Finishing 33rd is the number 78 of BJ McLeod. 34th is the number 53 of Garrett Smithley. 35th we have the number 66 of Timmy Hill. Finishing 36th is the 0-0 of Quinn Hoff. Finishing 37th is the number 51 of Joey Gase. And here on back are cars that just did not finish. The number 7 of JJ Yaley, The number 43 above Wallace. And the number 14 of Clint Boyer. And that is your full results out of the 40 cars in the Coca-Cola 600. Now, this race kind of had its ups and downs, one of the biggest downs without a doubt, and I'm pretty sure most of you know this, was track position was absolute key, and people like Alex Bowman and Joey Logano really proved this, as Joey Logano really had like a 10th place car, he didn't have a horrible car, but the fact that he was able to win stage 3 just for staying out, kind of proves that um, clean air trumps everything, basically. Um, Because once someone like Matty Benedetto, I know he stayed out once, or Kevin Harvick, once it got into a little bit of dirty air, the car was gone. And Kyle Busch even struggled when he got into slower traffic when he was caught violating um, pit road entry, as well as Chase Elliott. It took him forever to get up front. That was probably the biggest downer of the race. Also, another thing was the simple fact that it was really hard to pass as well. I mean, we had cars that were trying to get underneath, and they would get loose because of that dirty air or the side draft. It was really, really hard for cars to pass. And honestly, if you want to gain any retention from newer fans, we need cars that are able to pass a lot easier. And that's just something this package hasn't been able to do, or this car in general. So definitely a bit of a bummer on that. I'm hoping that it's a little more exciting on Wednesday because one thing I noticed was there was one driver who dominated the first half. The The most positive thing about the 600 miles was I could not predict who was going to win the race. It hasn't been like 2016 when Martin Truex Jr. led about 588 miles, or Kyle Busch almost did the same thing two years later. No, 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 At least we had a variety of drivers who were able to compete, such as Alex Bowman, Martin Truex, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott. I didn't know who was going to win the race. Near the end, I thought it was Chase Elliott, but I wouldn't have predicted that 300 miles into the race. Um, one thing that worries me is since we're doing 500K, which is going to be about, I think, if I did my math right, almost – 200 laps and that was almost the amount that Alex Bowman led and so we'll see how it goes on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a little more action-packed since it's almost half the distance but we shall see. Also some ups to look at this was Rick Henrik is back in top form. I mean that one point they had their four cars in the top six. If that doesn't if that caution doesn't come out at the end they're going to finish one third fifth. And 7th, I do believe, was where they were running before the caution. So, great job to see Rick Henrik back on top. A lot of people were actually quite worried about them. uh, Last year, especially, how they were just not getting the results that they are used to be getting. So, it's great to see this now. Um, Unfortunately, they were not able to seal the deal at the end as William Byron blew a tire, finishing 21st. Alex Bowman had a horrible restart, finishing 20th. And then Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott finished 2nd and 3rd. But... Speaking of those, guys, let's get into the picks and let's see the predictions that I made earlier and see how well they turned out in the end. Alrighty, so here was my picks. For this race I had six drivers and I decided to put one in the garage but you have to it wasn't like I chose to you have to but here was my five drivers I kept on I decided to put on Martin Trex Jr. because I thought he was going to be the guy to beat followed by Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch and the one driver I decided to put in the garage was Kevin Harvick. I just did not feel like he was going to be ahead of any of those drivers. Maybe the only one I would have replaced him with was Ryan Blaney. And for the most part, I actually did pretty good. Um, let me see the exact points they got me because NASCAR Fantasy Live does not count stage three since this is the only track that has three stages. But here was the points for me. 48 points for Martin Trex Jr., 30 from the final result and 18 from the stage points. 37 points from Alex Bowman, 17 for the place points and 20 for the stage points. 35 points from Ryan Blaney, 33 for the finish, 2 for the stage. 39 points for jimmy johnson 35 for the place four for the stage and 45 points from kyle bush 32 for the finish and 13 for the stage and the one i uh, put in the garage was kevin harvick he only scored me 31 points so overall i did pretty good unfortunately i got um, screwed over a little bit with, with alex bowman with that final result I should have went with somebody probably like Tyler Reddick. I was talking about him possibly being a good underdog to pick. And him and, the, and Austin Dillon actually did really good throughout the entire race. I don't think Austin Dillon really dipped down past the top 10. I think he fit, stayed up there for most of the race. And another good driver that did really good that impressed me was Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell ran into some problems earlier in the race, got sideways, spun out. Um, actually, he did not spun out. He just got sideways. But he was still able to finish in the top 10. So good for him. Uh, Matty Bandetto and Eric Amarola, I said those would be an okay fifth driver to use. They kind of were in a fifth driver spot, 11th and 12th. Didn't really score you any stage points. So if you did bench him, that was actually a good, good call. Brad Keselowski, I completely missed the ball on that one. I did not think he was going to win the race. I did not think he was even going to do good in the race. And I was wrong on both um it's been mostly Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney that have been doing the best in those races in most of these races and he's kind of been the third car of the team and tonight was completely different tonight he was able to prove that he was still a great driver and he wants to be in that number two car because his contract's in the air after this year I think he'll stay with the two but who knows but he was able to get the win so if you pick Brad Keselowski and didn't listen to me hey there you go Jimmy Johnson getting a top five, that was actually really, really good for him. He absolutely needed that. So if you were on the Sportsnet app and they asked you whether to give him a top five or not, I just said, yes, he would get the top five. I did not think he was going to win the race. Near the end, I was rooting for him. I wanted to see Jimmy Johnson win at the Coca-Cola 600 because of just how much success he's had in the past there. Fortunately, wasn't able to get it, but you know what? A second place is all right for now. I want to see him get a victory for sure, and I'm pretty sure he'll get a victory sometime this year. And some other quick notes on some drivers. I will do some fast picks here. Uh, Kurt Busch, you're going to use him as a wild card. He actually did pretty good for you at the end. He was able to finish eighth. William Byron, he did good for the stages, but was not able to finish it due to a flat tire problem. So he was going to give you a good result, but unfortunately with that problems in the end, he just wasn't able to work it out for you. Um, If you went with Ryan Newman, you were very upset because of the battery issues he was going with. I did not think he was going to really do that good enough to be your fifth driver. I thought he was going to be 15th, 16th driver, and unfortunately, he finished 28th due to that. Uh, Denny Hamlin, I w- I did say to go for anybody with Joe Gibbs. They were going to be a really good force to be reckoned with, but that was just weird circumstances. And he might be someone that you might want to be careful with in the next couple of races, because I don't, because uh, it sounds like he may get a big big fine with his team, and he possibly might lose his crew chief and car chief to that by the sound of what Larry McGrennell said. So keep an eye on him. He may not be a good pick here moving forward. I think for Alex Bowman, you're definitely gonna keep him for the Wednesday race. I mean, he just ran into problems there at the end, but I would definitely put him on the top of my list. I'll even pick him as the winner. For the Wednesday race because he's been great on the two mile and a half that they've raced at and he still looked competitive at the other racetracks as well so definitely keep Alex Bowman on your roster and I mean look at those Fords Um, they really showed up there at the end Um, probably a fourth or fifth driver more than likely I would pick a Henrik driver over them still even though they got the good results at the end I would focus more on a Rick Henrik car Stuart Haas Racing didn't really show up at all. Uh, Kevin Harvick has a 6th place finish, but he was not running in the 6th place spot at all during that entire race. In all honesty, I might almost take Chris Busher over him if I had to choose a Ford. Definitely Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick. Maybe even Chris Busher. That's a bit pushing it, but Chris Busher did get 11th and he did stay on the lead lap the whole time. So, I mean, you could sit Kevin Harvick out and probably for the Wednesday race. I don't think you'll hurt too much on that one. Definitely be looking at the Richard Childress guys. If you need a good fifth person and you've been using up your guys quite a bit, uh, your top guys, don't be afraid to use Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon. Yeah, Austin Dillon did get that 15th place finish, but he was running near 7th or 8th. I would pick him. I might put him in over somebody else in my list. I don't know yet. But definitely, I'm going to keep him in mind. Definitely, maybe even Kevin Harvick. I will replace him with either Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon. And lastly, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, I had a good feeling he was going to do really good. But he's so hit and miss lately because of just the bad luck he's had. It's I think it's the Alan Gustafson curse almost in a way. Because Gordon had the super bad luck. And now, Chase Elliott has the bad luck. But... Go for Chase Elliott. If you feel comfortable enough that he's not going to get spun out or taken out or have any bad luck, put him in for Wednesday. He He's so good right now, so, so go for him. And that's really going to conclude the people that I say go for and the people that could be a good fourth or fifth. Now... Let's do a new segment. Let's not do this week's bums. Let's do the people who are so god-awful right now, you just want to avoid them. It's going to be the same setup, but just a little bit different. These are the people that you do not want on your list at all. Ugh. Sounds like Kevin Conway's rookie year compared to these guys' rookie year. Believe it or not, Kevin Conway was the rookie of the year for his year. And there's a good chance that Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, John Hunter Nemechek, at least three of those guys are not going to be rookie of the year. But somehow, that son of a bitch was rookie of the year in 2010 at a default. And he didn't even run all the races. Whatever. Okay, so let's just look at the people you just really don't want to pick right now. Clint Boyer, funny guy, but his results have also been laughable as well. He's too inconsistent right now, and I just really don't think he's really someone you want to rely on to get you some points. JTG Daughtry Racing The only time you will probably use any of these guys is Ricky Stenhouse for a restricted play race But even then, I wouldn't rely on them They can't get their stuff together At least Ryan Police is being beaten by Ryan Newman right now Which says a lot on how that team is doing Ross Chastain He got turned away from the Chip Ganassi car Everyone thought it was going to be him But he's still with Spire Motorsports Spire Motorsports sucks ass Do not put him on your team I'm sorry, you just don't do it Bubba Wallace. um, Yes, Richard Petty Motorsports. Such a historical legacy that only lasted till the 1970s. It's been 40 years and they're still not doing anything right now. Sorry, do not put Bubba Wallace on your list in any shape or form. Corey LaJoy. Yes, they have a partnership with Stuart Haas Motorsports, but the team is still a lackluster team. I like Corey LaJoy, but I don't like him as a pick. Definitely not a guy to put on your list Unless he starts getting top 10s here and there during the summer, he's not going anywhere near that. Michael McDowell. Yes, John Hunter Nemechek has been doing good as a rookie, but Michael McDowell is known on average for getting a 20-place finish. You don't need 20-place finishes for your fantasy live team. I would avoid him unless maybe a Talladega race cut Front Row Motorsports tend to do good at that. But even then, he tends to get into an accident. Daniel Suarez in the number 96 team one thing he's an open team can't be trusted and two He's been turned down on every single one of his cars after one or two years with the team Do not trust him because even the teams don't trust him And then also anyone from Rick River Racing if you're putting him on your roster at all like Joey Gaze uh, Garrett Smithley or any of those guys You're freaking high mate you shouldn't be doing Fantasy Live after you're stoned off your ass for putting Rickford Racing on there. Or you're just a desperate gambler thinking, Oh, 1000 to 1v odds, I got a good chance on this one. Don't do it. Just don't do it. And the ultimate cream of the crap you'll never, ever, and I mean ever, put on your list in any shape or form, no matter what team he's with. He's been like this since 2007, and he'll be like this for the rest of his career. J.J. Yaley. If you have J.J. Yaley on your list you might as well have Danica Patrick as a backup because that's how much points he's going to give you. So that is my two cents with the drivers who should you never and I mean ever have on your fantasy list. And that will conclude the segments for today's episode. Now, I know this one's a little bit different. I did personally enjoy doing fantasy picks, and it looks like you guys enjoy it too from the viewership. So I'm going to try to do at least one episode a week of just focusing on picks. So there's that. And also, I just got update that it looks like Jimmy Johnson may have potentially been disqualified From the race, he may have failed post-race inspection, so keep an eye on that. I may talk about that Wednesday, but if that's the case, what an absolute bummer. The 48 actually has a good race, and then this happens. Rick Henrik was having such a good race, and now it's just all gone basically down the pooper. Let's just hope he does a little bit better in Wednesday's race that starts on 8 p.m. Eastern. And on that turd shell, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I've been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to pull the car right on in, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.